Welcome to Effortless Manifesting with Candice Cherie. Here you will learn to transform your life, heal your past, and become the person who has it all. Effortless Manifesting is your one-stop shop for all things manifesting. Stick around and join us for laughs, love, and new beginnings. All right, everybody, we are back. It is another wonderful episode of the Effortless Manifesting podcast with your hosts, Candice Cherie and George Osara. That is right. The ever-beautiful, handsome man. Severely beautiful and handsome. <laughs> he's beautiful and handsome because when he's Penelope, he's... No, she's not beautiful. Okay. So I would consider myself more handsuitiful. Handsuitiful. Beautifsome. Beautifsome. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> I like it. So today we are talking... And I'm going to move my microphone a little bit. Today we are talking about... Is that good placement? Am I good? Yeah, that's, I would say that's good placement. All right. Cool. They want to know what we're about to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're talking about being a victim. Now, this might be a triggering episode. I just want to warn you all. You may be triggered by this. And if you are, I love you, but this is your motivation to change. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's change. Let's change together. There, it's changed. No, <laughs> you did it. <laughs> so let's talk about why before you became a conscious creator, you were a victim. You were a victim to your circumstances. You were a victim to your state because you grew up as a child but with parents who instilled limiting beliefs in you. Maybe you had some trauma, maybe you had abuse in your life, whatever it is, you were a victim at the time. You didn't know anything about conscious creation. You didn't know that you could will yourself out of this situation and change it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you were a victim. Now, a lot of people fall into the trap of using their victim state as a way to identify and have some sort of uh, story to commiserate with others. So if someone says, oh, well, you know, my mom left me when I was 15. Oh, yeah, well, my mom left me when I was 12. And you have like this. Now it's a competition. You have this competition of who had the worst trauma. If you think about it, like how many times have you kind of had conversations like this with people like, Oh, yeah, I, I didn't get any sleep last night. Oh, me either. Oh, my gosh, I was up all night long. I didn't get any sleep. You, we bond over negative stories. It is the truth. When you have nothing positive to say most of the time, or if you only have, no, what was I going to say? If you only have negative things to say, you're going to have a lot to talk about. But mm-hmm. if you are saying we're not going to talk about anything negative, there's kind of nothing to talk about sometimes. You know, like kind of like that. It's kind of like the news. If it, they like talked the about how great everything is, I know. Shut off the TV. Exactly. It's like you go to the grocery store. You're waiting in line, and someone's like, "Can you believe how long this line is?" I know. And this weather, it's terrible. It's so cold out. You got to put a jacket on. You know, you're. That's how we. That's how we connect with people. It's kind of human nature. Mm-hmm. And, but if you're if you're talking to somebody in line, you're like. Isn't this the most beautiful day in the world? People would be like, this person's crazy. Yeah, you know, good one. And then they, it would just like, dude, shut it down, right? That, that would be it. <laughs> that would be it. Well, at least the people so, I come across. But. Yeah, and and so we're we're kind of always in this state of commiserating with each other mm-hmm. for camaraderie, and and sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's like we just need to talk about stuff. We need to talk about what's going on in the world, or we need to talk mm-hmm. about, you know, what's happening in your life and and how we can improve it or whatnot, mm-hmm. but. You know, when you've now understood that you're a conscious creator, you don't have to be a victim anymore of your circumstance. You don't have to be your old identity, the old identity who was abused, who was neglected, who was treated poorly in their life. That doesn't have to be who you are. 
that can be a past version of you, but that doesn't need to be what defines you any longer. Use your story as fuel to change and to grow and to maybe inspire others. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. But don't use it as a way of limiting yourself and crippling your ability to grow and to change and to transform into the most amazing, beautiful creature that you could possibly be. Yeah. I think a lot of times that sort of the victim part comes from when we're, when we're trying to, like you said, commiserate with other people, let's mm -hmm. like talk and have something to relate to. It's easy to relate to it because of how much, you know, negativity we've experienced in our childhood growing up. Mm -hmm. And we feel like when we talk about it, we're substituting the people that didn't hear us, our parents maybe at the time, most mm -hmm. likely, for somebody else that has had a similar situation that can be related to. So essentially, it's not that we have this need to be negative it's we have a deeper need to be heard mm -hmm. finally. And if we can do that for ourselves, we can heal from within instead of trying to heal that uncomfortable feeling that is outside of us mm -hmm. that needs to change. And that is talking about that negativity constantly with somebody else just for the sake of being heard. But the one person that needs to hear you more than anyone first is you. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And, you know, when your whole life is just made up of negative stories mm. that's what you're going to continue to see but if you take maybe the, a negative circumstance and say i'm going to be i'm going to make a difference i'm going to be somebody who changes something mm. or it motivates some kind of uh, belief in yourself that says i'm ready to change this person's perspective by showing them love you know whatever it is you're you're coming from a motivation of I am ready to make a difference mm. instead of I just want to complain about it and I can't do anything about it and I'm going to be miserable about it. That's not going to get you what you want. Right. So I want you guys to write this down. If you have access to paper or pause this and get something to write with. Okay. And I want you to write this question down and later in after we're done with the podcast, I want you to fill it out. So the first question I want to ask you is, what are you blaming in your life? Are you blaming mm. the weather? Are you blaming your partner? Are you blaming your mom or your dog or your toenails? Like, what are you blaming? <laughs> it might be the toenails. <laughs> what are you blaming in your life? I know that's a funny question. But it's important to identify what are the things that you're repeating and the things that you are saying, it's that thing's fault that I'm not happy. I really love how you said that. What are the things that you are repeating? Not what are the things you are blaming? Mm -hmm. Because what you're blaming is probably not the problem. Right. I love that. That's true. Thank you're true. You're true. <laughs> so, what did I write? Oh, what are you condemning in your life? So that's the second question. Yeah. Is. Number two, what are you condemning? So what I mean by that is if you look at a person and you say, this person is really annoying. This person is always late. This person never is there for me. Mm -hmm. They suck. They blah, blah, blah. You're condemning that person to that state. You're only allowing them to show up exactly how you believe. And I know I've said this in other episodes, but if I want this guy to show up lovely and wonderful, I can't, I can't imagine him and speak about him as 
he's terrible all the time and, and he's always late and he never loves me and he's never there for me and expect him to be there for me. Which right. doesn't make any sense because that's how the law of assumption works. He's going to conform to my beliefs about him. So I'm going to believe that he's amazing and that he's wonderful and he's there for me and he's whatever concept I want him to portray in our relationship. And it's crazy how constant that is. It's not like it happens that way sometimes and it happens that way sometimes and not sometimes and this and that. It's constant. There isn't a moment where how I assume something outside of me that it doesn't appear that way or it doesn't mm -hmm. approach me back in that manner. And so instead of me saying, this person's always that, 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 and then they act like that, 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 and then I look at myself and say, see, they're like that, that, that. Mm -hmm. No, it's because I put that assumption out there. So if I want that to be different, I change what I assume about them. Right. And she taught me that. <laughs> well, and you're always right. If you think this person is the way that you say, mm -hmm. you're going to be right. Eventually, you're going to be right in a negative way or a positive way. So you might as well use the law of assumption to your benefit and as a positive influence instead of using it to create somebody in an unlovely way. Mm -hmm. You know, it has a beautiful opportunity. The law of assumption is a beautiful opportunity for you to change your state, your victim state to I am a powerful conscious creator and I got this. And I'm not going to allow the outside world, the 3D world, to define me anymore. doesn't matter what's happening. doesn't matter if the world's imploding. I'm always safe. That's my mantra. It doesn't matter what's happening. It doesn't matter when COVID was hitting. I started a business the, literally the month that we went in lockdown. I took over Effortless Manifesting. I had a couple partners and we split ways as friends. And I took it over by myself in April of 20, 2020 right as lockdowns were happening. And I could have said, what am I thinking? How could I start a business in the middle of COVID? Just like this. But I didn't. I said, ooh, how could I start a business in the middle of COVID? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I changed my perspective. And I said, people need this. People need hope. They need uh, tools to change their life. They need understanding that they're gonna be okay, even if things are terrible. Even if things are, are, are falling apart around you, you know you're always safe. You know you're always taken care of. You know you're always protected. And thankfully, we have been able to grow this brand internationally, and, and it's more successful than I could ever imagine because my perspective was it doesn't matter what goes on around. We're always safe. We always have food. We're always healthy. We're always taken care of. We're always protected. Our family's always protected. And that's been my story. It's not been the story for everyone. And, you know, that's, that's okay. Mm. It's okay. And if it's okay if your story hasn't been good, it's okay if it's been a struggle. It doesn't have to be anymore. You don't have to struggle through life anymore. And that's the reason why it's going to be okay, because it's not permanent unless right. you allow it to be permanent mm -hmm. and you accept it as such. Yeah. And you want to reprogram these beliefs. You want to go back in time and change these memories that you have of when you were a victim, of when you were traumatized and you were abandoned or abused or whatever the story is. You get to rewrite 
history. Literally, you get to rewrite it. And your brain doesn't forget what happens, but it doesn't remember it as a true event. It kind of remembers it more as a dream. So you don't totally forget it, but it feels more like a dream. And the pain that was stuck in that memory is gone because the memory is now gone in, in, a, in a different way. And you've implanted something new and beautiful so that your brain can say, oh, actually, I was loved and I was appreciated and I was taken care of. And so that anger I was having for my parent doesn't need to be there anymore. I don't feel that anymore. I don't feel that overwhelming desire to punch them in the face. <laughs> like, I don't feel like that anymore. You know, you feel better. So don't forget to reprogram your beliefs if you don't want to be a victim anymore. Mm -hmm. You get to choose, though. That's the beauty of life is you get to choose whether you're going to show up for yourself or you're going to keep phoning it in. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do? Are you tired of your current reality? Are you tired of living your life the way that you're living it and not getting ahead? Then you got to knock it off. As he always says. Just, kids, just knock, knock it, it off. off. You need to knock it off. <laughs> the kids are so cute. They always say that. Now they always say that about everything. I've programmed them. You have. <laughs> he has programmed them in such a cute way. They're so cute. Oh, I miss them. Anyway, so they're just at my mom's house. We are going to talk now about making excuses in your life. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. How many of you are making excuses about why you can't get what you want? Probably everybody. Well, I wow, can't. That's a lot. No, I'm just <laughs> I can't get, you know, my specific person because they said, I don't love you anymore. Or they said, you know, I'm going to move to another country or mm. you're not enough for me or I just want to be friends. You know, whatever the story is, you've then made an excuse and taken a circumstance as truth when it's not the truth. The truth is whatever you perceive it to be, whatever you mm -hmm. want it to be. So if you want your truth to be, well, my person loves me. My person is uh, right next to me right now. We're madly in love. We're blissfully together. We're blissfully married. That needs to be your circumstance. And throw all the excuses out in your life. If you need to show up for yourself and transform your whole existence, you have to show up and you have to stop making excuses. I'm too tired to wake up in the morning. I don't feel good in the morning. I don't feel like it. Well, mm -hmm. I don't freaking care. <laughs> you need to feel we like don't it. feel like doing a whole lot of stuff. Right. If we could just imagine ourselves being in the ideal body or whatever, you know, uh -huh. in an exercise regimen, I'm sure some of us will learn to appreciate, for example, the process of working out, exercising and eating and this and that because the results are kind of the motivating factor because, oh, I'm seeing results. Let me continue to do this. But I mean, it doesn't feel good initially really if you think about it it's it's tiring it's exhausting it's sore it's it's effort we didn't really want to put when we could have just been doing something else that was comfy yeah and that's what you know we try to avoid you know f we love our comfort zone sometimes yeah. we don't want to avoid it yeah. so we gravitate towards it because it's the easier thing but, absolutely you you have to find what is limiting you what is holding you back from just saying okay fine I'm going to stop this bad habit. I'm going to knock it off. I'm going to do something different. <laughs> I'm going to knock it off. I'm going to knock it off. Which, le which led me to that, the, what I wanted to say about that real quickly. Oh. And, and this is, it's, it's something that resonated with me. And I hope it'll resonate with you too. Where being a victim is to accept the fact that your 3D 
is the reason you face the problems or you have the problems that you have. Victors, people that are victorious, rely on self-concept and not on the circumstances, yeah. whereas the victim blames the circumstances and disregards self-concept, if that makes sense. That's true. Yeah, they don't look at self. They look at everything around them as the reason that they're failing in life. Yes. Their own perception of failure. The reason that they can't get a better job. The reason that they can't get their specific person to call them. Or that they're you know, not able to make more money or have the health that they desire. There's always a reason. There's always an excuse. So I want you to identify what are your excuses. What things are you telling yourself that are limiting you? from having what you desire. And once you see what they are, you need to imagine yourself now as the person who already has mm -hmm. what you want. So identify your list and then say, okay, well, what would it look like if I was victorious? What would it look like if I was no longer being a victim to my state, to my past, to my unconsciousness? And you know, can I add to that? Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I also just sort of thought of something as to the reason why it we, we get into that victim mode, not just to blame other things. I kind of feel like a lot of us, and a lot of us might relate with this, maybe some of us won't, I don't know, but for me at least, when I was younger and I was blamed for something or I was I did something wrong or I, I kind of went out of line and I was severely punished for it, that trauma of being severely punished and scrutinized for doing something was so intense. It was so scary to have to relive. And so when we take blame for something nowadays, it's to say that we're also repeating that type of punishment that we've received as children and it's very traumatizing. So we avoid it. So we blame things. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were treated differently as children, probably with more love and more care and more patience and more understanding, in our times where we messed up and screwed up and did this, that, that, and the other, we probably wouldn't be as victim-y maybe a lot as we are today, as a lot of us are. We would, it would be easier to accept it because we don't have an associative property with trauma and screwing up. If we didn't have that trauma and screwing up link, we'd probably be okay screwing up more so we can get to our successes greater, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I just felt like that's something I needed no, to kind of really touch good. on. No, that's really good. That's a great point. And, you know, how we, how we were punished for messing up yeah. really makes a difference in how you process failure in your life now. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to try hard because you're afraid. You're afraid that putting forth a, a new pattern in your life and waking up or trying something that you're going to fail no matter what. It doesn't matter. So why even try? Mm-hmm. So instead of trying, you're already talking yourself out of it before you take the first step. It's scary to revisit those traumas. It, it can be very scary. Yeah. And, you know, the beautiful thing about revision is that it, it doesn't hurt to do it. And when you reprogram working with me one-on-one, -on -one, there isn't this immense overwhelming pain that you feel like if you do EMDR or other types of therapy. Just thinking. Of course you were. <laughs> and, and when you do those types of therapy, it can be very, very painful and you need to do it for years. Mm -hmm. And working with me. It's like 30 seconds. Like you're literally, literally in the, in the yeah. pain, in the memory for 30 seconds. And then I take you out of it and you're on a beautiful journey 
and we revised the whole event and your parent and whoever we're revising who's involved. And at the end of the session, you're saying, holy crap, I can't believe I feel this good. Mm. I cannot believe I've been harboring this anger towards my mom for 30 years, like I've had somebody tell me, and now I feel love for her. I cannot believe that. That's literally a quote from a client. She couldn't believe that she has been so angry at her mother for so long, but she knew it was holding her back. She knew this anger and resentment was limiting her from really living her best life. And after one session with me, she was in tears saying, I've never felt this kind of love with my mom before. I can't believe this. And, you know, most of my clients, my most successful clients work with me between five and eight times. And most of it's because they, you know, we're reprogramming several people in their life and different events and uh, different goals that they have and implanting their ideal reality. But after just one session, people are blown away. And I have hundreds of testimonials from clients who have transformed from revision. It is so important to do because it takes you from the victim state to the conscious creator. Mm. I am creating my reality state and empowerment. Rockstar. <laughs> Thank you. So I want to empower all of you to study revision. If you can't work with me, then study, read as much as you can on revision and Learn about this. Educate yourself. Don't wait for the right time. Create the right time. Be the right version now. That has to be a meme, I swear. Don't wait for the right time. Make the right time. What did I say? Don't wait. Be the right time. I said something like that. Yeah, you did. It was beautiful. <laughs> we'll have to play Rewind that. a little. Yeah, rewind. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you guys want to work with me, effortlessmanifesting.com. I would love to help you one-on-one. -on -one help you heal from these past pains, limiting beliefs, traumas, everything that you're going through. You don't have to live your life this way anymore. Trust me, take it from me. I've lived a life of a lot of pain and suffering and it no longer is my identity. And I have a beautiful life post all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that life is, you know, completely flawless and that I don't get mad at him because I do. I get angry at him sometimes. I don't know why. I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> exactly. But the point is, because you, you're still, you know, you're still with a person all the time. So you're going to get annoyed at them. But life is not what it used to be. I'm no longer in an abusive marriage. And I now have someone who loves me unconditionally and is there for me and is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I want all of that for all of you you all deserve that you deserve a life of intention yeah. and purpose and joy and bliss so as I've been saying on the other episodes I want you to write this mantra down and read it every day I am living a life of excitement abundance adventure perfect health bliss and love it doesn't matter what order you say it in. <laughs> Just say it in whatever order you want. Because you can even add to it. Sometimes I add but for now, other things. Stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> for now, you can stick yeah, with that. Now. But if you want to add stop. other you know, words to it, you can. So visit us on our website, effortlessmanifesting.com. We love you. Have a perfect, beautiful day. Penelope's coming. That's right. She's coming. Bye. <laughs>